So how are things going, man? Going very well. Um, Stargate Universe has uh, been tons of fun so far in the first half. Uh, and this year what we're doing is stuff It's a little bit different. We're, um, as far as I know, uh, we're going to be uh, doing sort of volume one and, and, and two DVDs. So uh, for the first half uh, this year, we, we sort of changed up the format a little bit. And in the past, we did a lot of pieces that were anywhere from, from sort of five to ten, sometimes even they got longer, 15-minute pieces. This year, what, what I tried to do, especially because it's a new show, and it's something that sort of Fox and, and I talked about early on, was um, a lot more pieces, but shorter. So what we did for the first ten, the DVD special features for the first ten episodes, uh, was to create 32-minute pieces and try to give us a really kind of, you know, broad spectrum of, of things to cover and ultimately what that did too is it, it means a lot more sort of stand-up kind of stuff so we, we um, did a lot of stuff with with the cast uh, which was great sort of you know days on set and particular stuff that was sort of cool that we would you know go on and, and, and follow the cast and, and sort of talk to them while things were happening and uh, it's actually been a lot of fun uh, wow. this year yeah it's it's, uh, it's great fun I'm actually uh, Really happy with the with the new format, and I and also this year uh, everything's being delivered in HD finally, which I'm pretty excited about. So we we managed to cover a lot of different stuff on the first half, and we're just kind of working out the second half right now. I was under the impression that you were directing the stuff for the Kino. I'm doing that as well. You are. Wow. So <laughs> we're gonna do thirty special feature pieces for the first ten. Mm-hmm. That is extraordinary. What about the back yeah. ten? Back 10, we're, we're developing that now. We're developing the strategy for the Back 10 right now. So uh, I don't have the information I'd love to give you, but it's going to be, I mean, there's definitely going to be um, uh, a bunch of stuff in the Back 10. And, and ultimately, I think in the Back 10, too, we definitely want to try to sort of expand the narrative a little bit. Um, again, this year, you know, uh, being that it's sort of the first year of a new show, uh, and everything is a little bit different and, and, and pretty exciting around here, and so I think it gives us a lot of uh, a lot of play with 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 coming up some coming up with some sort of cool DVD special features ultimately, and the cast have been uh, fantastic, uh, which is always uh, great when you're in my shoes because sometimes I uh, this is the, the the funny thing about my job is that. You know, these guys have to get their scripts. It doesn't matter if it was SGU1, Atlantis, or, 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 or SGU. Is that you know they get their scripts. They they have these 14-hour days, and uh, ultimately, you know, uh, it's tough to try to fit a lot of stuff in. And some people are busier than others. Some people like to do it. Some people don't, and everything else. So I guess uh, for me, it's 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 you know. You, it's just sometimes you really try to be uh, sort of respectful to their process, but and so and you kind of you kind of wait for their lead a little bit. But I, this year the, the, the cast has been so fantastic uh, in terms of sort of jumping on board and doing some stuff and sitting down and and also talking on set and all kinds of stuff. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It, it makes it really fun to come into work ultimately. Mm-hmm. Now let's get one thing straight here. The the normal episodes still have to get shot. You know they have to come in and 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 do their parts. Um, and then when they would have free time, you would try and get a hold of them for special features. Is that correct? Yeah, and then I mean also too because you know it's been because I've been here so long, it's been sort of easy to develop relationships with with the cast. And so when I am on set, um, you know I kind of read uh, read sort of their mood and, and sort of if they have a scene that's really you know sort of deep or dark or, or whatever the situation is, I mean you, you kind of stay away. But ultimately, um, you know you try to give them. 
shot to them on set, and then also uh, try to, you know, if you're going to do a particular sit-down interview, then it's just about really trying to squeeze them in when you can. I mean, you look at a schedule and you say, okay, and you know what's going on for this particular episode, and you're like, well, on Thursday, in between scene 52 and 67, they have a break, so, you know, you try to get your, you know, get a crew in here and sit them down and, and do interviews. So, really, it's it's kind of about being on, on your feet and on your toes mm-hmm. and, and just trying to find... Uh, and also, what's what's the craziest part about my job is not the shooting part. It's not about getting people to agree. It's about finding places to do interviews because, you know, what's what's interesting this year is that we have, um, we moved into sort of different studios and we lost some other studios and and it's about finding a place to be able to do an interview that has a cool backdrop and 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 one of the coolest places is ultimately Destiny. So the thing is, if we're not shooting in there, they're usually uh, building or rearranging, and so it's tough to try to find the space. But things have been going well. Ultimately. Um, Carol Mark Storage has been a blessing this year. She's uh, really great organizing stuff and, and uh, you know, getting people to, uh, to sort of help out and, and, and agree to get all these interviews done. So <laughs> it's been fantastic. You're not much older than I am. How did you get into this whole thing? What, was, what, what were your childhood ambitions? Let's start from there. My childhood ambitions. You know, I, uh, it was funny. I was in uh, University for International Relations, and... Um, I remember uh, being in sort of my second, uh, this is my third year. I was in uh, doing a visiting. I was a visiting student in Concordia, in Montreal, and I remember I was like, uh, I was like, is this really what I want to do? And uh, like, I don't know if I can wear a suit and tie for the rest of my life. <laughs> I was like, well, I have to finish this. I have to stay in school. I mean, I've been, you know, I'm in year three here, so I'll finish this. And and I remember being like, well, I would love to get into into television or film. I mean, saying that, and I remember saying that to myself. And I was with my girlfriend at the time, and and but I had like no idea. Uh, it was one of those things where I was like, well, I mean, you know, it's like saying right now, it's like, I want to climb Mount Everest. I would have yeah. no idea where to start, you know? So um, when I went back to Toronto, I, I started to do some stuff with, um, you know, I, I signed up and did some stuff at Second City, um, you know, did some, some comedy stuff there and, and started to try to, you know, it's one of those things I think for me where I think if you um, sort of have a goal, but you don't know how about to sort of go. You don't know how to go about sort of accomplishing it. But the, the fact is that you put that seed in your mind, and so it it just seems to that you know you, you end up sort of talking to people and you you talk about what you want to do. And then one thing led to another, and I met this uh, girl I work with, and she was um, coming to uh, the Vancouver Film School for uh, the writing program. And I was like, well, let me look into it. And I looked into it, and I applied and got in, and and um, it was just sort of now a series of lucky events from there. When I was in school, when I was in the program, um, a husband of uh, the script coordinator at the time um, was also in the program, and he was like, well, there's a a job uh, opening on Stargate for Richard Dean Anderson's assistant, and he's like, I can't apply, my my wife already works there, and that would be a little sort of weird. So um, I called, and then they were like, well, no, we have all the people we need. And somehow I talked my way in. I don't exactly remember what I, how how I did it, but I remember talking to John Lennock and and somehow convinced him that I really should get in there for an interview. And I kind of pushed my way in a little bit, um, in a nice way. And uh, I got an interview, and then I interviewed with Mike Greenberg first, and it was and then it became down to basically me and somebody else, and we and we were going to interview with uh, Richard Dean Anderson, and I. Did a bunch of research on him, and uh, to be honest, all I did for half an hour is uh, talk hockey. Really? And, uh, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm going to have to be hanging around that guy for a while. He's like, you know, so he picked me. And then ultimately, this is the thing, and I've sort of talked a little bit about it before, is that 
doing that job as an assistant, you get to be on set constantly. So um, I remember, because, uh, you know, DVDs, are, I mean, I, it's, for me, I, I nothing better on a Saturday night just to rent DVDs, but I remember getting the Stargate DVDs sort of the early seasons and saying, you know, this is when DVD special features were sort of starting to, yeah. to really be important. And I remember seeing them and being like, well, they were these kind of sort of boring special features, and, and they were, they were you know, there wasn't really any sort of behind-the-scenes stuff. It was more just... Uh, I don't know, sort of scripted stuff. So yeah, if if it's always felt like, and the rumor has kind of been going around at GateWorld and a couple other places that they weren't originally DVD special features; that they were designed for something else to kind of like sell the show to 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 certain syndicated markets or whatever, and then they were ported into DVD special features. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I don't know the, the what the actual truth is, but it makes kind of sense because I think ultimately they were probably looking for material. What happened was is that uh, just because I I spent a lot of time sort of just wandering around when I was Rick's assistant, <laughs> and my assistant the uh, there was two people from marketing um, in uh, in the publicity office, and there was a woman named Allison Rosenwig, and uh, another guy named JD, and I forget his last name. And I walked in and they introduced myself and I sat down and you know and they were just sort of talking about special features and I was and I was like oh, well I can do something and that was literally how it started and you Allison, wandered I, into this yeah I literally wandered into it um, because I, I also knew that there wasn't much there and we started to talk about it a little bit and I said well wh- why don't uh, why don't you let me uh, do something and they're like oh okay and so we talked a little bit and uh, they were like well you know do one and uh, what season okay. is this Ivan? What was it? It was. It was. Let me see. I got my list here. Because okay. I I was uh, watching season six recently, and I it dawned on me that Michael Greenberg is filming a lot of this. Yeah, he. Well, everybody. This is, and I, I'll go into how sort of stuff sort of worked out early on. Um, yeah, I mean, there were some early ones. I think there were sort of beyond the gate ones. Yes. Yeah, uh, they're sort of. And, and I look back, and I don't even think I could watch them now because they were, you know, they were so <laughs> sort of choppy. But. Um, I remember sort of saying, okay, let me do one, and, and 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 they said, okay, well, this is how much money we can give you, which wasn't very much, and that was fine. I, I really, really, really would have done it for free because I, I thought, well, this could lead to something, and then also I could, you know, um, sort of get better at them. And uh, they gave me the, the opportunity, and I did one. They liked it. They said, okay, yeah, I do some more, and, and, I, and I did some more, and then I realized that this could actually be sort of a bit of a career mm-hmm. and uh and this place has been a great learning and sort of training ground to, to do that stuff and also because i've sort of developed i had all those re- relationships with everybody from the camera guys to the cast before and i was friends with the cast on sg1 so it was easy for me to be like hey can we hang out on saturday and you know with amanda tapping we went and you know walked in the woods and walked yeah. the dog and all that kind of stuff so and richard we went you know, I went down to his place, and we drove down the PCH and went into uh, the Challengers Boys and Girls Club uh, organization that he was uh, that's sort of special to him, and and so it, it kind of gave me I had I had sort of an inside, so it was it was uh, it was sort of easy for him to be like, well, nobody else would really be able to. Almost like a no-brainer. You, you're already entrenched. Yeah, and so and then, but early on, I mean, I didn't have you know when I first started doing them, I didn't own any equipment, I didn't have any of that stuff, so I'd sort of be borrowing people's cameras, and <laughs> there would be if I couldn't be on set that day because I was still an assistant for the first few years of doing this, um, and then even up to uh, script coordinating, I was doing script coordinating and doing special features. So it was a situation where you know, I mean, by that time I sort of you know in the sort of maybe three years in I sort of got my own equipment um, and and all that kind of thing. So, but a lot of the times, like with with Michael, like he'd be like, "Well, just leave the camera on set. I'll try to pick some up stuff up for you," and he would shoot some stuff. And I see. So 
and then ultimately it kind of just led to some other stuff and then it then I started to really you know um work hard and decided that like I you know like because when I was an assistant and doing also script coordinating that was you know a full-time job and so trying to like sneak down to set and shoot some stuff and organize interviews and do all that at the same time it was like well, I figured it'd be better served to, to leave that behind and, and just concentrate on special features and, and, and sort of get better and better at them and try to be you know do some cool stuff at I what mean, point did you make that choice I believe that was um probably season what was it uh of Atlantis it might have been like season two of Atlantis wow okay yeah. So, and uh, I and then it, it sort of gave me the opportunity. I mean, that, there was that one year where we had uh, was it one or two years where we had SG one and Atlantis going at the same time. Eight, nine, and ten, and one, two, and three. Yeah. So there were times where I was doing I was doing special features for both. Um, and then it, you know there was one year I because there's somebody else that did a few for Atlantis in the early season. I think season one. I didn't. There was a couple of special features I didn't do. But uh, I, I was script coordinating and then doing special features for both SG one and Atlantis and script coordinating both shows, so I was so busy. I'm not really sure how I actually got any of it done, to be honest. Yeah. I was pretty sure it was all going to collapse under me, but it ended up working out. Wow. Um, yeah, so then I just went and, and, and said, okay, I'm going to do this full-time, and, and, um, and you know, that's just sort of gone from there. You know, I mean, comics and, and video games and the toys, they've come and they've gone, but the DVD sales have really always been there for Stargate, so it seems scandalous to me that that they didn't consider a special features full time guy for bonus content for the very thing that sells Stargate uh, on the market. I, I'm not sure if there's too many people uh, on, on any shows that really. It's different. I mean, ultimately, for the most part, a studio will hire a company out of, for the most part, LA. Like if it's an if it's an American if it's a network show or an American show, they'll hire a they'll hire a company, um, and then that company will sort of hire somebody to come and do some shooting, and then they'll bring somebody up and do these sort of sit down interviews. There's not too many people, I think, that actually are sort of full time doing this on a show, but. Stargate's kind of different because it's been going on so long that it kind of yeah. makes sense. And also, I think I, I have those relationships with with the producers and, and on the show where I know them and 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 they I think they trust me that 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 I'm you know interested in making people look good and and also <laughs> that they know that I'm not going to go. It's not even about that necessarily, but it's like they just they just you know they know me and we're friends and there's a trust there. And I and I they know that I love my job and I love being around here and it's important to to make sure that I you know I'm respectful and also. Being on set, um, you know, there's a certain amount of sort of set etiquette that's involved, so they trust me there, and, and so it's, uh, I think it's a no-brainer for them, too, because it's not something else they have to worry about. Mm -hmm. Your title for years has been DVD Special Features Producer. What does that entail? Do you decide who will be interviewed, what special features you're going to do at the beginning of the year? Do you, are you the one that sits down and says, you know, well, we've got Jason Momoa coming in this year, so we're going to want to interview him, and and uh, Ben Browder's coming in, and he seems to be really good with stunts, so let's do a piece on that. How's that work? Every every special feature I've done up to this point, I've I've created, and, and I've decided, you know, like, it's, it's it's been my sort of decision. Um, well, usually, ultimately, if I talk to the studio, I'll be like, okay, well, this is how much content we need. They, for the most part, um, they've just left it up to me, so... What happens is is uh, it's just a lot of planning and organizing and, and, and sort of uh, you know paying attention to what's going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll I'll know if I want to do a piece on a, a fight with Ronan. Um, then you know, it's just about me sort of you know 
getting the schedule and, and talking to James Bamford and, you know, where are you guys going to be, what are you going to do, and, and talking to him prior. For the most part, this is the first year that I've actually really sort of worked with the publicist. In the, in the past, I would just sort of go up to Jason Momoa and be like, hey, I know you're going to go practice for a fight. Can I come and shoot that? And we'll sit down and talk about it after. And be like, yeah, sure, come on out. So that's mm-hmm. how I sort of done it. But for, with regards to actually what the content was, I, I, I pretty much uh, come up with all the features that I've ever done. Is there anything, is there any one particular piece over the years that you were really looking forward to doing that fell through? I think because the fans were always so interested in having bloopers that uh, <laughs> that I was like, well, I really want to do this. I mean, it wasn't a t- difficult piece to do or anything. Um, but, but Material's you know, already shot. Yeah, but at the yeah, but at the end of the day, I, I don't think it turned out that great. I mean, it was one of those things where the fans wanted it, and then also too, it's it's uh, it's never been something that the producers on the show were dying to do. So it's kind of had to sort of had to fight for that, and I think it was like it was okay. I heard a couple of the actors were averse to it as well. I mean, they're they're dud takes. Yeah, I mean that's the thing too. It's like you know you you. You spend so much time trying to, you know, be the character and work hard, and then it's like, well, look, we're going to put on their mistakes. It would be, and I don't know if there was like a, an aversion, but you have to, you have to basically get everybody to sign off on stuff. And so, if somebody's walking up the, you know, in their pants rip or whatever, it's like, eh, you know, does that make them, you know, you know, put them in the best light? Or if, they, you know, ultimately it's it's them making mistakes, and we want to put it on the DVDs, you know. So, it's it's. You know, it just depends on. It's just one of those things where I think in people's minds there's more bloopers than there actually is. I mean, a lot yeah. of funny stuff happens between takes. Yeah. You know, them joking around. There's funny stuff going on. And this year we have uh, Louis Ferrara, who's hilarious on set, and I've shot tons of stuff. And the guy's always doing impressions, and he's always joking around. And so, you know, that's the kind of stuff I find funny because it's actually them being funny. But you know, you know, I I've been on set while yeah. they've been doing takes. And I think in the general fan's mind, and I'm, I, I, I hate to make assumptions here, but in the general fan's mind, I would think, you know, Sam Carter's doing a line, and all of a sudden she busts up laughing because she's got it wrong. And I would watch David Hewlett, and when he would screw up a line, he would get frustrated. That's yeah. not a blooper, per se. I, I, and I, I agree with you. I, I think that there, are, that there aren't as many as people are thinking that there are. There's not, and also, I mean, you're working, you have, uh, in for, for Atlantis, it was seven-day shoots, you know, 12 to 14 hours a day, and the guy like David Hewlett would have the bulk of the yeah. dialogue. He was sort of the, the, uh, the Carter character, in, in, just in that respect, uh, you know, with Amanda Tapping, I mean, the amount of sort of technobabble that she had to speak. It's like they have, the, you know, and it's so much work to get all that done and get all those lines memorized, and then they mess them up, and then it's like you know it's frustrating because you know it could be sort of on the last sort of line of a uh, of a one you know a full page sort of monologue, and the last thing they're going to do is think it's really funny. And you have fifty people standing around that have yeah. to do it all over again. Yeah, I mean you know there's times where there is bloopers and things happen. And it's really funny every once in a while. I mean there's that one, and you can probably see it on YouTube, and it's it's that there's a there's a scene between um, uh, Richard Dean Anderson and, and Amanda Tapping and, and stuck on a glacier with MacGyver. Yeah, and that, and I mean, that's hilarious, and that's the kind of, but those things are so rare, they really are, you know, and that kind of stuff doesn't happen a lot, you know, but at the same time, there's been ones that, that, uh, that I thought would be good that turned out great, that I, you know, my, my, my favorite of all time uh, was the, is the uh, Martin Garrow piece, the... Um, Road to a Dream? Road to a Dream, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's the funniest human being of all time, so uh, it was certainly not difficult, and also... So self-effacing and willing to make himself look like, uh, you know, like a bit of a dork because he knows it would be funny. So he was. Uh, that's that's the one thing I'm missing this year is Martin Garrow. So 
you know, I, I've watched a lot of these through the years, and there, there were, a, I'm, I'll be honest with you, there, there are some pieces that are like five and six minutes long, and I'm asking myself, why can't they be longer? And then there are some pieces that are 20 minutes long, and I'm like, why can't that one be shorter? Yeah. Now, is it is it a hard balance to strike? I mean, do you, do you watch it and kind of feel it as you go, like, well, this is getting too long, or, you know, or is, yeah. is, it, is it just a matter yeah. of we run out of footage to, to be able to show? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely been pieces in the past where maybe they're a little bit too long. I mean, it's there's a number of sort of reasons for certain stuff. I mean, you know, sometimes uh, you have the, the, the best intentions in the world, but they don't always turn out necessarily because yeah. you're sort of also limited by being able to get the footage you want, the interviews, uh, cast participation and willingness. You know, it's like I'll never begrudge somebody for being like, hey, today is just not the day. Yeah. And so you know, you're stuck with what you get. And so... Um, definitely there's been ones that, you know, if I went back, I would love to, you know, take another run at fixing, editing-wise, cutting down, trimming, and, um, and and there's some that maybe I would have liked to be a little bit longer. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just the way, the way it's, it sort of goes. And also, it's very sort of guerrilla style. I mean, I can be as organized as I, as I want to be, but it, it's not like I have the, uh, it's not like we have a meeting with uh, all the producers and all the department heads and be like, okay, this is what we're doing for special features. Ultimately, it's, uh, it's, I'm sort of one guy here, and it's up to me to, yeah. to sort of make sure I capture everything, organize everything, get everything. And so, you know, sometimes the pieces turn out fantastic, and sometimes it's like, well, certain people are going to like them, and certain people aren't. So well, it's con- uh, considering that you don't have the cast and crew at your beck and call. No, uh, it is remarkable the the quality that you have kicked out over the years. When you really uh, think about it, I appreciate that. I um, never know. I just do them and I put them out, and then I forget about them. I mean, really, that's what happens. <laughs> like I. And then you're like, okay, what do I have to do next? Because it, it's, uh, it never stops. And then you start the next season, and you're like, oh, my God, i got to climb this mountain again. <laughs> and then you end up climbing it, and you're like, all right, great. And you get a bunch of – you get a few months off, and you're like, everything is so great. And then, like, you know, we start shooting in a month, and you're like, oh, God, i got to – got to somebody help me. But, uh, you know, ultimately it sort of worked out. And I, I hope that the fans have liked them. I mean, I, I don't really know. I, I don't get a lot of feedback, so – is it really a new mountain every year, or do the relationships that you've built the previous season really help with with the content for the new year? Hey, Bobby, you know we we did such a great piece last year. Would you mind doing some trying to do something like that again this year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I'll tell you what; it's not necessarily a mountain when you're coming onto a new show like SGU because it's there's just there's first of all all new cast members. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I'm not saying this to blow smoke, uh, uh, but I'll tell you what, like coming into a year like this, everybody's like, yeah, whatever you need. And you're like, oh, man. There's, there's, it's just convenient. Yeah, you're like, oh, thanks. You know, and especially, you know, just we have sort of a, a younger cast, too, this year, too. And, and they, they've just been so wonderful in sort of being like, whatever you want to do, I'd love to do that stuff. And You have a cast and, that's into this. Well, and what they do is they understand that it's a sort of important part of the DVDs. A lot of people have seen the episodes, and they yeah. PVR'd them and watched them over, but they kind of maybe, hey, I want to see what's going on for the special features. So you've got to try to provide them with um, as much as you can. And ultimately, I think sci-fi fans are, are, are pretty savvy, and, and also they're sort of techie, and they, they want to see extra stuff. They, wanna, you know, they don't just want to have some sort of, um, you know, oh, the, the theatrical release or the, 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 the trailer, really. You know, they want more than that. So um, it's been kind of nice to come in this year when it's a new show and, and have that, that participation. But going back, um, you know, when you, when you're on SG1 and you're on sort of coming into season five of Atlantis and it's like, Oh my God, I've, I've like, how much more is there? You know, yeah. like, um, Keeps and, going and going. yeah. And, and then by that time too, the key, you know, as much as you come back and be like, Hey, you know, we've, we've done this last year. Can you be like, yeah, we've done that last year. Let's, you know, so, 
it's uh, it's tougher when you when you're coming on to sort of 100 episodes or 200 episodes and and you've kind of covered everything as much as you can. So it's nice to come to a new show with sort of a new style, new cast, um, sort of a new feeling. And this is kind of the exciting part of, 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 of SGU, I think, is that there's a lot of interesting stuff to cover. And then also it's still Stargate, so there's some, you know, some interesting things to, 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 to sort of look back on. I know that the, a piece that, we're, that I just, you know, one of the sort of quick pieces, because they're all sort of quick pieces this year for the first uh, 10 anyway, um, we we had to redo the uh, the course this year, and it's yeah. actually a really really interesting interesting process on how that's created. So that's a, that's a piece that I think the fans might dig from a sort of technical perspective. So you try to get a little bit of technical perspective or technical pieces, and then you try to cover you know do as much as you can with the cast, you know, because I mean this is the thing I don't particularly love pieces that are just um, you know that sort of very sort of formula and very sort of official, you know, and you mm-hmm. sit down and chat and you ask the questions you've heard all the time. That's always going to happen. You're going to ask those questions. But ultimately, too, you try to, for me, it's important to try to get some some sort of intimate moments with the cast on set or actually talking about what's going on at a particular time. I find that interesting. I still do when I watch DVD special features, you know, like if you're watching a, uh, not that I, you know, whatever, it's a feature film and you actually can talk to the cast member on the set while he's about, about ready to go and, and work and he tells you what's going on. I, I find that pretty interesting. What, what about you? What, do you? what are your favorite special, like what kind of special features do you like to see? I enjoy pretty much a mixed bag. I, I think... In Martin Garrow's feature, Road to a Dream, was, was I think I really enjoyed that the most because I appreciate Martin's energy a lot. It's so much easier for me to say what I don't prefer rather than what I prefer. I, yeah. I, I prefer... You sound like a studio exec. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what I don't like and then maybe you yeah. can draft. Maybe you work I, with that. I, I don't... I prefer when, when they're genuine. Yeah. Um, and what, th- there was there was a uh, what was it the first season of of Atlantis there was a piece where Martin was walking around on set and mm-hmm. it was deliberate that the cast and crew were pretending that they were that they didn't know who he was right uh, and I remember being slightly irritated with that because it wasn't it, it's fun for them to do I enjoy caricature pieces absolutely like Road to a Dream is a caricature piece I'm not big on commentaries unless it's really something very interesting. People love them, though. I mean, I, uh, uh, Mar- um, Lauren Bancroft sort of organizes all that sort of stuff. Uh, I, some people love them. I, I understand they're easy to put on the DVDs. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and some people find it, you know, just to, to get some other stories. I, I, if I watch the episode, I can't go back and watch it with somebody talking over it. It just drives me crazy. But that's just my own personal uh, <laughs> personal opinion. You know, I, I, I'm ashamed to say that the, uh, 90% of the commentaries on the Stargate DVDs I have never watched. But it's mm-hmm. funny because if there is a specific scene that I have truly enjoyed or, I was, or I'm asking myself, I wonder how they pulled that off. I'll turn on the commentaries and see if they'll mention it or see if they'll talk about this process. Right. Or you know, I find that much more interesting. For sure. I also think that for me, I, I like to... I think maybe sometimes I, I do stuff that I think that I would kind of like because hopefully then people like that as well. But I know that you know, I, I like to find out, and whether I'm talking to the producers or the cast, uh, like how stuff developed, like how they got the idea, or, or you know, I know for I'm going to sit down with, uh, I'm sitting down with sort of you know the producers and also the visual effects and and visit the the set designers and stuff, and sort of uh, the destiny to me is I, I love that new ship on the show, but even the actual the actual visual effect of, of the actually when we see the ship flying. Um, it's just about how the idea, and there's a really interesting story of how that actually came about. And so I'm going to do a you know a two minute piece on that, and I, and I, I think that's going to be really fun because where it came from, the spark 
to sort of how it ended up and sort of how it develops and, and, and then finally what we see on, on screen I think is a pretty cool story. So those are the kind of pieces I like too because, it, you know, those, those, those sort of stories where you're like, oh, that's interesting. I mean, I think that's what you want to get a little bit from it, especially if they're technical pieces. And then on the cast side of things, you just really want to get them being honest and, 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 and sort of fun on set, you know, as much as you can. Who among the new cast, if you can pick one specific person, who among the new cast has enjoyed your lens the most and has surprised you like after, afterwards, man, I can't believe I got that. That's going to be sweet. David Blue is great. Yeah. Um, he's such a technical guy, too. Uh, and so when you come from a place where he's the guy that would buy DVDs and he's a, he is a Stargate <laughs> fan and, and he, he, he loves he loves sort of the that kind of thing. So anytime I've asked him to do anything, he's the first guy to be like, I'm in. You know, like, right. no, not even a question. Uh, Brian J. Smith, I just talked to him this morning, and he was like, because I haven't, you know, I haven't been, uh, we're just sort of working on what we're doing for this back half. And he's like, hey, man, like, well, you know, where, where you been? I'm just talking to everybody. I haven't seen Ivan in a week. And so it's like, you know, he's the, he, you know, whatever I want. He's like, sure, man, I'm, I'm all about it. So, again, you know, there hasn't really anybody that, that's been sort of awkward or not sort of not willing to participate, um, you know. I, I have I've sat down with uh, Carlisle and talked about a whole bunch of different stuff, and then mm-hmm. we're definitely going to, you know, we're definitely do some more stuff with him in the back half. And, and he's such a pro and realizes that that it's it's an important sort of aspect of, of marketing and all the sort of business side of things. But realizes that the fans love it, and he knows. I sat and talked to him about the fan base, and he was just, you know, he knew coming in how how sort of passionate uh, a lot of the fans were for the show, and so he he's kind of excited about that and nervous about that and everything else so it's uh yeah uh, but, but definitely you know david has been, david blue has been so great but they really like nobody has said no to anything you know and and what's also interesting too is that we have uh sort of the the um like a lot of supporting cast who have who are, play a really important role in the show and so i also think it's really important to talk to them and so they've been really great to and and fun because for a lot of them this is sort of their first big break and so they're they jump right at the at the chance to be involved so it's it's also been a lot of fun for me you know so. with, the, with the first season well I, I mean you have shows like atlantis where they change something up every almost every year so you had a chance to to go in and do something new but uh with, with with the first season of a show, you know, you kind of—I I don't want to say laundry list because that has a negative connotation, but there are yeah, certain yeah. things that fans want to see. There are certain things that that I am really looking forward to seeing, and will be disappointed if you don't do. I mean, the the, the, the concept of the destiny, you know, where yeah. where how that ship arrived to where it is, you know, like Brad scribbling on a napkin, you know, yeah, those are kinds of things that you've got to do. Yeah, so, that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely uh, something we're going to talk about. I'll actually have. That napkin uh, scribbling will be in the special feature. So, yeah, yeah, I have a copy. So that is awesome. So, the, tell us about your new assignment this year. You know, we we saw the keynote at Comic Con. It's a softball size floating orb. Are you basically Mister Kino? I, I have been given that title. Uh, you I, have I been. Yes, I remember last year. Actually, when we were shooting Vegas, uh, and we were in Soyuz. And uh, Rob, uh, we were just sitting by the monitors, and uh, and he was like, I have this idea. He explained the, the softball-like ball, and it's going to be like the mouth and that sort of thing. And, and it's also going to have a camera on it, so it's going to give us these, you know, these sort of, uh, these, you know, possibly intimate moments. Um, I just never sort of, I mean, I thought about it, obviously, but I, I didn't sort of push him because these guys are so busy creating the new show. And then sort of as we, as I came back, he was like, well, we're, we're going to do this. It's a little voyeuristic. <laughs> yeah, these keynotes really cover the gamut. I mean, there there's everything, you know, we it, it gives us the opportunity to have these sort of standalone scenes um, that might be... Uh, 
you know, attached to an episode or not attached to an episode, but uh, stuff that's going to be released on, on the web uh, throughout the season. So um, ultimately, we uh, the writers write these scenes, and, and, uh, and I get to direct them with the full uh, cast and crew, and it's been... Wow tons of fun so uh actually to put on a director's hat and do that and 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 so far we've uh shot a whole whack and and uh so we so far i'm still doing it so they're happy with <laughs> the work i'm doing the cast has been great so is there at least one an episode uh yeah pretty much i mean sometimes they're tied to episodes sometimes there's not but there's certainly a lot okay um uh, i know we're going to be doing more it gives us a really uh, great tool to capture sort of intimate moments. I mean, uh, as the people will find out, it's a pretty sort of interesting predicament that these, these people are on the ship, and so um, it really uh, lends itself to, to capture some of the emotions, and then also it gives us the opportunity to capture some pretty funny things that happen, and, and, and you, as you'll see, and I don't want to give away too much, but it also... Yeah. You know, captures it just captures a lot of things that I, I think that yeah, you're watching an episode, but we're only in one room at this particular time. And if there's an explosion, for example, what happens? You know, on the other part of the ship, when somebody else hears that, maybe there's a keynote there. You know, so there's kind of really sort of interesting up, and I think it does expand the narrative, and it also opens up the show and the ship, and you get to you get to sort of get a little bit more from from some of the characters that maybe you wouldn't uh, you know get from when you're watching the show. So there's it's there, it's actually really fun. Um, there's some really funny ones. There's some some emotional ones. There's it, it's great. It, it, it's been a lot of fun, and I, I think that the cast has sort of uh, jumped on board and really had a lot of fun with them as well. So it, it's been great to do. I, I, it's been such a like, you know, Brad and Rod give me that opportunity. Is um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I really those guys have been nothing but amazing to me. So and, and ultimately, you get to direct. So how great is that? The the there's some footage of the keynote in the episodes itself. Do you direct those as well? No, those are going to be because they're tied for the episode. For me to come in while an episode is 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 it just doesn't make sense. So the director, okay. uh, the director just just does that. But they're, they're similar. They're just similar look. I mean, it's all, you know, uh, it's all done with uh, sort of they're all oneers and and, and yeah. interview shots. So no, those are the ones that for the that are in the episode are directed by the epi- uh, directed by the director who's directing the episode. So most people don't like being filmed without their permission, and that's basically what this little critter does. Um, does it have to, and this is one of the things that I want to know, uh, I'm curious about, does it, is it normally blunt uh, or not, th- that's the wrong word. Is it, is it normally direct with the fact that it's in the room or does it sometimes have to hide in order to capture what it wants to get? It's a solid mixture of both. I mean, the thing about the Kino for the most part, you know, it can, it can sort of wander around on its own, but also sometimes, you know, there's, there's usually somebody uh, directing this thing to go certain places. So, you know, there, there's times where, where I think, you know, we're going to see the, the, the characters, you know, filming themselves. There's a really wide variety. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's sort of a remote involved. It's like, think about a mouth, but this one gets, yeah. has a camera and it gets to float around and it's not cumbersome like the old one that we used to yeah. have. So. Yeah, there's there's really a, a lot that can be done, but there's yeah, it's it's you know it can certainly be a tool that uh, that can you know be used to spy. So you're planning on sticking with this for a while? Uh, do you have a, what, where do you see yourself in ten years, man? <sighs> That's um, hopefully my mortgage will be paid off. <laughs> 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 um, 
hopefully married with kids. I got to start on that. I should get a girlfriend first. No, I, yeah, I don't, I don't we're know. all busy working men, aren't we? Yeah, I don't. Uh, in ten years, you know, there's a lot of things I'd like to do. I think maybe I'd like to. Uh, you know, I've been on Stargate for so long, and there's some other opportunities that have come up for me uh, recently, actually, for some other productions. And so, you know, I definitely want to try to take those on as well. Um, you know, I, I think there's a couple different places that, you know, there's, there's the possibility of directing, but there's also the yeah. possibility of taking this business and actually making it a little bit bigger. Um, because I, I, I still think that this is going to be around. But, you know, the thing about about anything like this, that it has to evolve. So I think I need to spend a lot of time coming up with what I think maybe will be sort of the next cool concept for DVDs. Uh, I still believe there's there's lots of room for for you know the, the classic sort of behind the scenes stuff, and I think that's really important. Like I, I'm not somebody who buys a DVD and wants to play a game, but yeah. on the DVD, but certainly that 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 sort of what a lot of people do, I guess, like to do. But I, I don't know. I think maybe spending some time and figuring out maybe what the next move is for for this kind of um, sort of DVD special features, and also I really like doing what I'm doing, um, but I think I'd like to take a little bit bigger. I think I'd like to maybe have uh, more productions under my belt yeah. and, and sort of expand a little bit that way. And then ultimately, you know, directing side of things is really fun, but it's really early for me and, and being given this opportunity. It's like I, I, I'm as aggressive as I think maybe I can be sometimes. I, I also like to sort of, you know, you, you, you can't jump ahead too far. You kind of just got to take it day by day, day and season by season. And working at this place, really it's, it's, you know, it's been great because I've been given so many different things to do here and uh, taking advantage of that and, and, and really sort of have enjoyed being, like, I really love coming into work and I'm sure you know, anytime you talk to somebody they say that but, but I really do I mean there's times where it gets really busy and you can't wait for the weekend because it's a job like any other but uh, but you still uh, enjoy getting up don't you I do still enjoy getting up and also I'll tell you what you know I've working for the last 10 years I've had you know sort of four months off a year and that's not so bad <laughs> summer vacation <laughs> yeah. just not always so, in the summer <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I wish I could say that I had this ten-year plan, and uh, maybe maybe they tell you to do that, but uh, I sort of take it as it comes because it's really tough. And I think if you talk to an actor or you talk to any sort of writer, or producer, in, in general, like you never know what's around the corner, right? And I think that's a little bit exciting as long as you keep your ears, you know, sort of open and 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 sort of your your eyes sort of wide open and try to figure out, you know. Just take advantage of the opportunities that come. I think that's kind of what I do. So you know, it's worked, it's worked for me so far. I'll share something with you. I, um, if I were to put myself in your shoes, you know, Stargate is an amazing job. I mean, it certainly it certainly helped me with my career. It is it is my career in a lot of ways, being kind of like a satellite reporter for it. You know, and it seems to always be there. It seems to be ever going and consistent and rock solid and the people are friendly and great but every once in a while I have to ask myself am I doing this because I like it or because I'm not brave and, I, right. and, I, and I'm not willing to try and expand myself somewhere else I ask myself that question every year yeah yeah uh, and, and uh, but I'll tell you what, it, um, and there's, there's there's just days where you're here and you're like, man, this is such a great place to go. It's yeah. like, you know, it's obviously the grass is greener. I think you know all the time people have that sort of that idea, but but sometimes you know I have friends who who are like some of my best friends. You know, they might be a lawyer or they might work in finance or whatever, and, and the amount of sort of it's the sort of same slog all the time. And yeah. just because it's the same show, it's never a slog. Like, there's, every day there's something different. Like, today there's a bunch of craziness going on, stunts and all kinds of stuff, and it's fun to watch that. Or there might be a particular set that you walk in and you just marvel. There'll be some sort of guest cast that comes on, and you're like, man, it's fun to watch him work. And, and it just every day is a little bit different, and it's a very casual environment. Everybody works really hard here, but yeah. 
time. You get to wear jeans and running shoes coming to work. There's good food, and, and, it's, and it's just a really fun place to be. You just mm-hmm. feel comfortable. And I don't think there's anything wrong, and I certainly don't, wouldn't, I don't want to run away from this place. I, I, the people have been, I'm, and I'm also very loyal to the people that have given me the opportunity. Yeah. Like, I would really do anything that, that, you know, Rob, Brad, Joe, Paul, Carl, you know, those guys asked me to do. Like, I, 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 they've just been so great and, and have been so sort of kind to me in terms of yeah. being supportive and stuff. And so that, that means a lot because I think when people give you that sort of opportunity, you know, to run away because is, is not, the, not the best thing. And also, it's such a crazy business that, you know, leaving for the sake of leaving. Yeah. Bravery aside, count your blessings. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I have Vancouver is a beautiful place to live. Um, I, I I love being here. It gives me a lot of time off to enjoy what Vancouver has to offer. So it's like life is pretty good. Like I really, uh, you know, like I certainly, when it comes to work and and sort of you know happiness on a professional level, I'm I'm certainly happy. And I have a lot of friends here. You know, you come to work and. And, and it's fun to be with people you like. If I didn't like the people here, I think that's sort of like standard for anybody. It doesn't matter what job you do. It's, it'd be tough to come in, but, you know, you come in and I have my offices in the post-production department this year. The last couple of years it has been, and, like, they're just all good friends. And so it's, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had, but you just got to work hard as well. <laughs>